Hey, what's going on, Internet? You are listening to the Free Cheese and Hot Sauce pregame show. Today we are talking about the Bulls and the Suns. The Bulls coming in at 30-18 and 18 after losing to, uh... Well, they lost to the Lakers in double overtime, which, you know, makes you want to die at 1 in the morning. Um, the Suns are 27-20, and 20, which is weirdly a bubble team in the West. Um, they actually just beat Washington, which is an impressive win for them, given how well Washington's actually done against the Western Conference. Um, as usual, I'm your host, I'm Chris, hey howdy, and today we have... Introduce yourself. My name is Zach, and I'm still recovering from last night. That game... Ugh. I don't... Why do we... Why do we do that against bad teams? Why? I don't know. Paul pa just probably wanted to make his old fans happy. That that was just. Ugh. I, I, we're, we were so lucky to even get to overtime that I was just happy we got to overtime. After that, we were, like, eh. we were never in control of that game. Never. I mean, the first time we got a lead was in overtime. Like, what the hell? Yeah, it's the. I mean, I don't even. Who was scoring for the Lakers? I still don't know, even after the game. It was Jordan Hill. Jordan Hill has the sidebar on our NBA right now. <laughs> Holy shit, I called it in the chat. I said Jordan Hill would have 25 and 12. He had 26. Yeah, hey, good, good prediction. And, you know, makes me want to die a little bit, but that's fine. Wayne Ellington also had a pretty good game, too, but. I mean, yeah, he's a he's a shooter, and for some reason we just can't handle shooters when they decide to stop shooting. Right. It's just it's so it's so the Bulls that we beat the Warriors and then lose to the Lakers. Yeah, and now I have no idea what to feel about the Suns. Uh, either do I, because they they are like that mid level team. You know, they're not one of the greatest teams, but they're far from one of the worst. They'll make the playoffs, maybe. And yeah, this is this is gonna be kind of a toss up. And Rose and Butler both kind of went out a little early at the double overtime uh, yesterday for the Lakers. So we're gonna assume that they're they're gonna play, but we haven't heard anything else yeah, from I them. Mean, the game ended seven hours ago, and nothing's really happened yet. Um. I guess I should do starting lineups real quick, or at least what we think they'll be. There's really no guarantee with the Bulls or even with the Suns at this point. Uh, for the Bulls, Rose, Butler, Snow, Gasol, and Noah's what they've been running with. Uh, Dunleavy's been a game-time decision for, like, two weeks now, so we'll see if he finally plays. It might be nice to get a little fresh legs in after a double overtime loss on the road and all that with pretty much everyone playing 40-plus minutes, including Gasol and Noah. Uh, for the Suns, they are running with Drogic, uh, Goron, not Zoran, not to be confused, Eric Bledsoe, PJ Tucker, Markeith Morris, and Alex Len. Uh, for the Suns, as far as injury goes, Brandon Wright is day-to-day, -day, but um, he doesn't really get big minutes anyway, so the Suns are relatively healthy. And, yeah, uh, it's, yeah. It's, but it's still just a backcourt team. Yeah, I mean, they really. Don't I think, have much I think the Bulls' on. front court is just going to absolutely obliterate Alex Len. Markeith Morris is the only one I'm slightly worried about, but I don't think he has the size to do anything against Powell or Noah or even Taj. Yeah, I mean, he's he's about six ten, but he's not very heavy or particularly strong. I mean, he's athletic, and that tends to give our guys a little bit of trouble. But when they have so many guys already out on the perimeter who are trying to create with the ball in their hands, it might be hard for him to spread the floor a bit. 
So yeah, expect a lot of like long jumpers and threes from the Suns, and if they, you know, hit a lot of those, we might be in trouble because our offense has been kind of a mess lately. It's like pretty much every possession is just one on one, and let's see what happens. No distributing the ball, and it's starting to get a little old at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to be an apologist for it, too, because throughout the year you got to be like, all right, it's a slump, they're they're figuring it out, but yeah, I, I, mean, I don't think the time to panic is now by any means, but I just think it's time to start really maybe trying to change things on the offensive end as far as schemes go, or... I don't know. I'm just, I'm just sick of all these ISO one-on-ones, especially with Derek. I mean, I, I'm not panicking on Derek at all. I, no, I'm actually really happy with the way Derek is progressing this season so far. But why are we still running one-on-one ISO on offense with Derek? Yes, he's amazing at that. And yes, it worked against the Warriors miraculously. But we can't fall on that. we got to have... You know, a plan to either dish it out to Pow, who, you know, is there for offense. He's not there for defense. He's there to be the guy to catch it up front. If Rose can make that pass or figure out how to, a way to drive in, and not just to drive in to play hero ball, but to drive in and distract the defense yeah. to get that ball somewhere else. It hasn't, that hasn't been happening lately, and that, that's my only thing that I'm, quote, panicking about. Yeah, and it's not just Derek that they've been going one-on-one with all the time, too. That's essentially how they get Jimmy Butler all of his shots, just him essentially diving towards the basket, getting as close before he puts up a shot and hopefully gets fouled. And even um, like guys like Miritich and Snell, like yeah, they get they, the ball and they're either too scared to do anything with it they either shoot dump right it. away. Or shoot right away, or, you know, in the case of Miro, especially last night against the Lakers, you just take that ball and just do... What I like because he started yesterday. Miritich started last night and then yeah. played like less than a minute. Thibs did not give him a chance at all. It's like Th- Miritich got out there, turned it over once, and then got benched. Yeah, and that the turnover he made was so ugly. It was literally like, All right, I got the ball, I'll do my patented pump fake, and then I'll try to dribble it down. But as I'm dribbling it, you know, uh, Jordan Hill just slightly taps it and. I'm I'm gone. I, I can't yeah. do anything. I I don't think he should be playing at the three. I no. think it was smart that we tried it out for a little while, and we have done it a little bit. Um, just hasn't really worked when he's been in the game. He's not really athletic enough to, you know, outmaneuver small forwards. And yeah, he's tall and he has a quick release, but his shot really hasn't been falling around the perimeter. And if he can't right. use his quickness to generate offense, he's not really going to be able to do much. I mean, I'm the biggest Miritich homer ever. I mean, I've started a new religion called Mirichism, and uh, he's my new god. I think I, I hope we have him forever. I hope he retires a bull and is a NBA Hall of Famer. That's how much I love Miritich. But yes, he needs to be coming off the bench, and because he dominates against bench power forwards, especially the power forwards that can you know that create a perimeter and are more of a stretch power forward. He knows how to defend those guys. But if we're going to be putting him against elite small small forwards, he's going to have a hard time. He's a rookie. He's got a lot to learn still. But we can still use him on the bench, yeah. you know, along with Taj. I, I think it just kind of comes down to, one, Dunleavy's out, and then, two, we just don't have any depth at the three. 
Um, especially since McDermott doesn't quite seem ready to get NBA minutes, or maybe yeah, he's just not gotten enough. Is he still injured, or th- is that just because he's not playing because Thibs doesn't trust him yet? I think it's the latter, because yeah, right. he's come into games and he's played minutes, um, just not very significant minutes. Uh, yeah. I don't and know, then, it's just... So it's, how much how much of a difference do you think Mike Dunleavy is going to make when he comes back? Um, I like to think he'll make a big difference, just because he is one of those glue guys. Um, he passes well, he's big, he's long, and he allows our bench to actually be the unit that we want it to be. Um, plus, you look at the numbers, we were 12-3 and three with our actual starting lineup. I mean, you have to assume there's something to that. We have a losing record since Dunleavy's been gone. Um, it's not that he's the most talented player by any means. I just think he's important to the team because he does something that no one else really does, and that's shoot threes consistently. And move around on offense. He's just yeah. constantly moving, so he's just distracting the defense, which is a lot more useful than you'd think. I mean, that's what I hope Snell would do out there. And I just I see him running around, but not without any sort of uh, respect from the defense to go chase him. It's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that approach doesn't work for any of our less experienced players. Whereas Dunleavy demands that that respect to hey, this guy can shoot from anywhere. Watch out, and then kind of shuts down our small our our three guard. Yeah, and he sets up. Yeah, like you said, he shuts down the three guard because. You have to guard Mike Dunleavy with a small forward. He's six foot ten, um, and the way he shoots, you can't just kind of hope that when he gets into the lane, you can clog him up. He really does open up the floor. Which, when we run so many ISOs with Butler and Rose and even Pow, seemingly every time he gets the ball, like not directly in the post, um, that creates opportunities for him to pass out and hit the open guy because, yeah, double teams do have to collapse on guys when they go ISO, but if no one's hitting their shot, then there's really no point in doing it. Right. So if there's going to be a guy for the Suns who just absolutely kills us, who do you think it's going to be? Bledsoe. Yeah. Eric Bledsoe, he, he could go off any game, and when he goes off, it is pretty magnificent. So I'm a little worried about blood. So if it's going to be any of the guys, it's going to be one of the backcourt guys. It ain't going to be a guy like Alex Len um, or Gerald Green or anything like that. It's just it's going to it's going to be the you know, one of the point guards, Dragic or Bledsoe. Yeah, especially if they run that high pick and roll, which really kills the Bulls because all three of those guards they have are all pretty quick and they're all really good at. Well, I guess Isaiah Thomas isn't much of a finisher, but he's got a knack for finding people on the perimeter. Um, yeah, I mean, Aaron Brooks, surprisingly, is probably our best uh, pick-and-roll defender. And yeah, I was watching he, him last night. He was the only one actually knowing how to spin out of that pick and get to his man, whereas even Rose, who I admit has been looking a lot better at defense lately, just still gets caught in those in those uh, pick and rolls and Heinrich, you know that we uh, they keep saying, oh well, Heinrich's out there for defense. He's the worst at just running into the pick and getting lost. Yeah. Oh man, I yawned. It is early. My bad. <laughs> it's it's like six forty-five my time. Yeah, you're, you're on the west coast. <laughs> I'm on the west coast. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's early, and just last night was was too much. 
It's like a hangover. It's just, it's hangover. really, it's rough getting through it. Right. Um, how long have we been going? 12 minutes, wow. Um, another guy I really actually do think we have to look out for is Markeith Morris. You mentioned him right. at the beginning. Um, he's one of those guys, he is athletic and he gets rebounds, and those are kind of the guys who kill us um, sort of at random times. I mean, there will be a guy like Hassan Whiteside who just shows up and destroys you for no reason. And if our bigs come out complacent, like they kind of tend to do against, you know, underwhelming matchups, it might create problems if he's playing with energy and grabbing those long perimeter rebounds that we've talked about at the beginning. Yeah, because it seems like Markeith can literally play every position besides maybe point guard. Athleticism. Um, what? The athleticism that he has. Yeah, like athleticism he's... is crazy. Is it, This guy... I mean, how, how long has he been in the league, by the way? Um, he's like 25. Uh, let me pull up his thing. This, this is the first year that I've noticed him. I don't know if that, that's just because me being a bad basketball fan, but <laughs> this year uh, I've, I've been watching him, and yeah, he's been looking really good. That's three years in the league, which kind of makes sense being 25. Um, right. He, oh, yeah, he did go to Kansas. So did Marcus. God, it's confusing looking yeah. at those two. I have both yeah, of their look, pages they, up. They look exactly the same. It's crazy. They, they had the same head tilt when they took their like player profile picture. It's like I, they, they knew. They knew exactly what the other one was going to be doing for their picture. So they, they copied each other. Um, but, um, interesting to note, I, I don't know if this is TMZ-like, but both the Marcus brothers... Are um, under investigation for assault. Oh, and didn't yesterday? Yeah, yesterday is when that story came out. I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's any sort of uh, confirmation, but they're under investigation. That's interesting. Yeah, I. Uh, they I even didn't hear. They even allegedly assault together. They they're both they're both under investigation. They're inseparable. <laughs> they're absolutely inseparable. What if that was how they spun it? Like they they actually got found out for assault or some shit, and everyone's like, "Oh, twins!" And they just oh, moved twins. on. <laughs> they just move on. They, they they don't take it seriously at all. Oh, that's just <laughs> them being twins. Uh, so you want to make some predictions real quick? Predictions. All right, sure. Yeah. Um, Who do you think wins? I think the Bulls win. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be. Um, I don't think we're gonna. I don't think either team's gonna cross a hundred. I think it's gonna be gonna the, be a tire high ninety. Yeah, high nineties, like ninety eight, ninety five, something like that. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. We typically seem to do a little bit better when we're actually defending. Like it seems like our offense pulls the energy from the defense, which is I don't know. It'd be nice if our guys noticed that. And coming off of a Double overtime loss on the road. I'm not sure that we'll come out with enough energy against the Suns. Um, I don't know. I, I think on back-to-backs after we lose against a shitty team, I, I, I haven't researched and I can't support this claim, but it seems like we are. We do come out with a little more fire. This is just... I, 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 I wish I had like a stat to back that up. Like, oh yeah, the last three back-to-backs we lost, we won the next game. I don't have that right now, but... <laughs> Well, to to be fair, I'm looking at the schedule. In December, we lost to Dallas in overtime. Then the next day, we beat Charlotte, which, you know, is, um, you know, it's Charlotte. It's Charlotte. 
Um, other ones that are jumping out at me. There are 30 days in December, right? I th- 31, actually. Yeah, okay, then that doesn't work. Um, after we lost to Washington, we beat Milwaukee the next day. Hey, they're decent. They might make play. They will make the playoffs. Okay, yeah, I mean it's because of the East, but they're a playoff team. Yeah, good for them. Um, other than that, no, no, we don't. No, but I see what you're saying. We do. I, I think I think we will come out with energy, though. Yeah, we're well coached. I just I don't know if we'll actually have the physical capability of doing it. I mean, it was a late, late game last night. Yeah, thinking about or talking about well coached, how mad do you think Thibs is after um, last night? In the first quarter, he seemed furious. I can only imagine how halftime was down by eleven. And, right. Uh, I mean, he admitted like it. It was a miracle we even went to overtime. Yeah. Let alone double overtime, and then we should have won that first overtime. We were up by five, and then you know we just shit I, the bed at the end. I'm going to guess Tibbs yelled enough that the bus ride to Phoenix was really, really uncomfortable. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, I I don't know why. I just get the hunch that the Suns are going to win this game, and I've I've picked the Bulls like 56 out of 58 times so far, so figure i got to go with another team at some point. Well, the Suns are a good team to do that with. Yeah, I'm going to say Phoenix wins 102-94. I think they'll find a way to get it going late with their guards, and we'll just not be able to make a bucket, I don't think. Uh, bowl of the game? Uh, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy? I, I think, yeah, he's back. Um, I think he had a pretty good game yesterday. Um, it really yeah, comes think... down to his injury. It does. I, well, is, is he really injured, though? Because the last time he was out, it was because of diarrhea. And um, you know that's that that's not exactly an injury. You can get over that within a couple of days. It said um, probable illness for yesterday's game. Right. So I don't My know. Thing, yeah. I don't know if he tweaked anything yesterday's game, but he it didn't came seem like out of the game and he was being looked game. at, and then they didn't say anything about it. So he didn't come back in, right? Um. No, I don't think so. I think it no, was towards the, the end game, of the second yeah, overtime. The game, was, game was already lost by then. Yeah. So, same, same thing with Rose, right? He went out, but the game was already lost by then. So. Yeah. I don't know. That whole game was... I feel like we can call it an anomaly just because of how weird it was, kind of top to bottom. Right. So, yeah, bowl of the game still Jimmy Butler for me if he plays. If he doesn't, Pau Gasol. Um, just because Pau will be Pau. Yeah. I'm actually going to go with Taj. Because I think it'll be really important for our bench to get going in this game. And I think Taj will have the matchups with Phoenix's bench to actually really work on offense in the post. And even if he does not pass out of double teams all the time, he might be able just to outwork those guys and generate offense for us, which would be huge for guys like Brooks and Nico uh, opening up the floor because guys have to draw in for that. Yeah, this could this could be a really good game for Taj. Um, this season, he's been looking just probably eighty percent of what he usually is, but he still has those angry moments where you know he can he can really power through just about anybody. And if he does that against the Suns' kind of lowly bench, then yeah, he's just gonna dominate. He's gonna have a field day out there. So yeah, I think I think Taj is a good pick for that. 
So, uh, anything else we want to bring up before we wrap it up? Um, no, I guess. Yeah, not really. I mean, we're good. <laughs> I, I still like that this team has two Dragishes and two Morrises. That's that's my favorite fun stat of the night. They couldn't have picked two names that are harder to say, like in plural. Morrises has too too many s's, and Dragishes a the ch sound doesn't work well with pluralism. Uh, anyway, follow us on Twitter at Bulls Free Cheese. Follow us on Facebook or whatever you do on Facebook these days. Uh, check us out on Stitcher, Pocket Cast, rate us on iTunes and all that because it helps us out with stuff. Stuff, that's not. Thuff isn't a word. Um, ChicagoBulls.reddit.com. That's where we take all of our comments and whatnot. FreeCheeseAndHotSauce.com, as you can imagine, is our website because we, uh, well, we share the name. Uh, that's where we post all of our articles and podcasts and videos at some point in the future. Maybe we'll make those. And, uh, yeah, I don't think we really do anything else. I hope it wasn't dull. That's the bowls. Drive home safely, Internet. Beep, beep. <laughs>